Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. As always, I have the good fortune today to be joined by attorney David Carter of McCullough Carter Law. Um, David has made it his life's work to seek justice for those who have been wronged and injured. David, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, Seth. Thank you for having me. I find that people in the helping professions um, usually have an interesting story about why they got into them in the first place. So what inspired you to become a lawyer? Sure. Um, so I'm a fifth generation attorney. My, oh, wow. My, yeah, it goes way back. But my, my grandfather uh, did personal injury law. My dad uh, does personal injury law. And so I saw, you know, over the years, how many people they were able to help and how many people they had that were grateful to them for what they did. So it really attracted me because you know, a lot of times you hear stories about people are like, I hate lawyers. I hated my lawyer. Um, and I saw that wasn't their experience. So I, I really wanted to, to get into it because it seemed like it was, uh, you know, mutually beneficial where I'm, I'm happy helping them and they're happy to be helped. Absolutely. All right. So that makes a ton of sense. So that covers why you became a lawyer and why you focus on personal injury. Talk a little bit about your journey to get to where you are. Sure. I um so I, I took a few years off and, uh, you know, between um, undergrad and law school. And after, you know, a few years, I just decided that um, I was kind of twirling my thumbs and I needed to, to, to make something of myself. So I ended up uh, going to Florida State University College of Law. And um, I was there for three years, passed the bar, uh, started working at a big law firm and it just, I felt that that big law firm structure wasn't right for me at that time. Uh, so I, I went and worked at a smaller law firm and then eventually started my own. What inspired you to go start your own firm? Just the freedom of being able to make the calls on the cases, um, being able to, obviously any business owner will tell you to be able to, you know, keep keep the, the profits. Uh, but But really a lot of it was to be able to, handle cases exactly how I want to handle them. And then talk a little bit about how your clients find you. My clients mostly find me through word of mouth. So I'm in a BNI group, Business Networking yep. International, and a lot of my clients come to me through through there or through former clients because I've taken such good care of them. Or, you know, we do some, some mailing to people, holiday cards, things like that. But uh, mostly it's just organic uh, word of mouth and 
And I get, a, I do get a, quite a bit of business from other attorneys who either uh, do personal injury work, but don't file lawsuits. And then they send it to me to litigate or from other attorneys and other specialties, um, which is how I kind of connected with my partner. He's a criminal defense attorney. We were doing, he had referred me some cases and then we ended up uh, teaming up, but I, I do get cases from other attorneys uh, who don't handle PI. Okay, so that's interesting. So talk a little bit about that difference where somebody might be a personal injury attorney, but still send the case to you. What does that mean that, what, what case, give me an example. I mean, obviously names are confidential, but of a, a hypothetical case that they would get that they would then send to you to litigate. And what does that mean? Sure. The, so an example that I can use is I had a case uh, that was, had been you know, being handled by an attorney who doesn't specialize in, in personal injury. And every, a lot of attorneys will handle these and try to settle them what's called pre-suit by just trying to deal with the insurance company and get it settled. At the end of the day, if you can't get it settled, too low an offer, whatever, you have to file a lawsuit. And once you file a lawsuit, now you're in court. So there's a bunch of you know, time limitations and it's just a, a lot more work. So if they don't wanna litigate it or they just don't litigate at all, they'll send it to me. So in, in one scenario, I had a lawyer who, you know, the, the best they would give him is $2,500. So he goes, you know, David, file suit on this case. We filed suit, settled it for 150,000. I'm assuming that was 150,000. <laughs> right, 150,000. 2,500 to 150 is a bad way to go. To <laughs> Correct. 150,000 is amazing. Correct. All right, so you kind of have a, almost a subspecialty in personal injury in terms of being actually willing to litigate or not just trying to settle everything out of court. Right. That's right. Um, in fact, a lot of my cases that I have, I don't, unless I'm getting policy limits or unless my client feels like they're getting a good deal, um, we don't settle without a lawsuit because you're not getting the best deal. That's just the nature of the, the insurance business is they're never giving you the best deal without, you know, taking them to task. So how do you handle that as a business owner? Because if I understand it correctly, um, uh, the way your business works is on contingency, right? You get paid when you win. So my question is you have expenses from the day they sign you as a client. You have time, you have man hours, you have physical, you have work to do until the day the insurance company check comes in. So how do you balance, how do you, how do you manage cash flow? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we do have two parts of our firm. One part, uh, we, do, we do traffic tickets and criminal defense. So those, those things are coming in all the time. It keeps our overhead going, all those kinds of things. Yep. The personal injury, as you just stated, it's 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 a little bit more. You know, one month you may do a bunch of money, and the next month you may you may do not, nothing because it's you're not going to push your client into a settlement just so you can pay your pay your light bill. Um, so that that's the advantage of me having a partner that we have a cash flow coming in to pay the overhead. Um, and then after a while, you, you, you build up a war chest uh, of, of, of money that you've made and you just leave it there to pay client costs and, and so that you can keep your lights on. Even without that coming in, um, you just have enough backup. But, but it's certainly a stressor, you know, when you get a, uh, an invoice on a case that you know, like, I'm not going to get paid on this for three years and I got to put out five grand. It, it is tough, but, it, but it's the nature of it. How do you evaluate what cases to take? If somebody's injured and they want to get better, I will almost always take that case. Um, there's gotta be insurance coverage. There's only a few cases I take here and there. I, I've, I've had success in the civil, civil assault and battery cases and you know um, cases where somebody doesn't have insurance and I'm just trying to help somebody out. But for the most part, if you, if you think you're gonna get a settlement, it's coming from an insurance company. So 
the first thing I'm looking at is, is there insurance coverage and how much? And if people have uninsured motorist coverage, they know they can find a lawyer to take their case. And that's, so that's why that kind of coverage is, is very important. Um, but I look at, you know, to me, the most important thing is the client, you know, is it a nice person who, who's just trying to get better and found themselves in a bad situation? I can usually help those people. If, if you think that you got run over by a car and you hit the lottery, that's probably not the best case for me. That makes a lot of sense. And that obviously speaks to your character. Now you mentioned a lot of clients find you through referrals, which shows that you're doing a great job, right? If people are telling other people about you, you haven't succumbed to the you know TV ads and billboards and stuff like that. What do you think makes you different and how do you differentiate yourself from those giant firms that you didn't like working for? Yeah, um, I differentiate myself. I give all my clients my cell phone number. Wow. Um, yeah, they all, they all have direct access to me. Um, you know, just handholding my, the, the paralegals call them once a month to check in on them, see how they're doing. Uh, we, we, you know, sit, tell them happy birthday. There's just a lot of, a lot of stuff that you're going to get from a smaller firm that you just won't get from a bigger firm. That makes a lot of sense with all the success you've had. What's your biggest challenge now? That's a, that's a tough question, but my, I, I, I think, you know, which is true. The, the personal injury market is so saturated with lawyers everywhere you go. And I don't have billboards. I don't have TV ads. The, the, the biggest challenge is getting those people in the door and to get them in the door, just convincing them, Hey, you know, and it doesn't have to be me. Hire somebody local, hire somebody, hire a small law firm, hire somebody that you can have a personal relationship with. Um, the last thing you want to do is, is hire an attorney who turns around, doesn't talk to you and makes you talk to a paralegal for two years and then you meet him at a closing conference when you get your check. I mean, that's just, that's, it's not the best thing for you. <laughs> like, I, as far as, you know, maybe they get you a great result. I'm not speaking to that, but you know, whether or not it's sort of like the, the, the bedside manner is, right. is, I think is important to most people. And the customer service experience. Right. Absolutely. You are someone who is constantly working on improving yourself. What are some of the best books you've ever read? Raving Fans to me is a great book, um, and I and all of our staff reads Raving Fans. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People I think is really is a really really good book as well. Um, I, I know I learned I changed my behavior based on that book four years ago when I read it or five years ago when I read it. Um, so th those are the the best um, sort of personal development books that that I think or business development. Those are the two that I really stress to, to our staff that they should read those books to know how we want to treat people because we we really live and die by the raving fans uh book those are great recommendations your passion is obvious what do you like best about what you do you know it's getting getting somebody their settlement check is is great but i really enjoy guiding them through the process because if you go go it alone or if you um try to sort of navigate an injury case or an, any kind of insurance claim, really. Insurance companies aren't looking out for you. So whether it's a homeowner's claim or a personal injury claim, I enjoy guiding them through the process and being that person that they know that they can call, they can get good advice, and they, and they can take the stress off of themselves, put it onto me, um, and, and just focus on getting better or dealing with whatever kind of claim that they have. But I, but I enjoy that part of it. When somebody calls me and they're stressed out and I talk to them for 10 minutes and they get off the phone and you can hear the sigh of relief. That's beautiful. If you could go back in time for when you started, knowing what you know now, uh, what advice would you give yourself? 
probably to be more patient with myself. I, I, I push myself pretty hard and I'm always kind of wondering, you know, why am I not some famous lawyer or something already, you know, or why, why do I not have a gigantic caseload or why, why have I not, you know, gotten a $50 million verdict at trial or something like that. But I think just, just being patient with myself and, you know, enjoying the journey. That's awesome advice. I know that your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some with us. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet? Well, I mean, I'm like we had talked about, I'm licensed in Florida. So um, I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I don't uh, take cases in any other states, but I know lawyers in all the other states. So if anybody ever needs anything, I can certainly hook you up with somebody. Um, but, uh, you know, just I, I think the number one piece of advice I can give anybody who's been in an accident or a homeowner's claim or whatever kind of insurance is, the insurance company is not your friend. Don't settle your case without talking to a lawyer first. Um, a lot of lawyers are going to tell you, like I I've told people in the past, like, hey, that's all they're going to give you. That that's their policy limits. Like, I you don't need to sign up with me. I don't need to take a cut of it. Just go settle it with them. But it doesn't hurt to talk to a lawyer that you trust and get a recommendation from somebody. Don't just call call you know an, an advertisement. Find out somebody who's dealt with a lawyer and make sure they like that lawyer and that they think that they're good. And then, and then you know that at least you have a good start. That's a great recommendation for our folks watching or listening who are either in Florida and want to learn more or who might be looking for an introduction. Where is, as BNI says, Givers Gain, where is the best place for them to learn more about you? Uh, so if you Google my law firm, it's McCullough Carter, M-C-C-U-L-L-O-C-H, Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, or you can go to our website. It's mcfloridalaw.com. Awesome. Well, this has been Seth Green with David Carter of McFloridaLaw.com. David, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>